Hey everybody, Armando here. Just letting you know that at the time of this recording between Jacob Winans and myself, this conversation took place on June 6th. So any of the results that happened in Monday and Tuesday's games, along with the news of Anton Lundell signing his entry-level contract during this conversation, none of that was known at the time of this recording. So just letting you know that this was a pre-recorded episode two days prior to the fact. Now let's get to the show. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. June 9th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and their Twitter page, at Locked On NHL Pods. And don't forget, the Crosscheck NHL Show, with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room. Change it away. We talk sports. So this is something that has kind of been on the minds of a lot of Florida Panther fans, but specifically the guys at pantherparkway.com to the credit of Josh, Jacob, and Tom from Panther Parkway. We, they, excuse me, have come together to talk about a certain contract that has been really on our minds since really the start of this signing. And it's the contract of goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky. And here to talk about that is from my buddy from pantherparkway.com, Jake Winans. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm doing really well tonight. How about yourself? I'm doing quite well. Uh, just might be coming off on a little bit of a cold coming up. So thankfully I'll be home for the next few days. So how about yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, for me, I'm just kind of relaxing, enjoying the summer, uh, doing a little bit of basketball training. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Awesome, man. And like, like I teased in the beginning of the episode, we talked, we talked about, the contract of Sergei Bobrovsky and no, at the time of the signing, we weren't anticipating a global pandemic. So, I mean, even without a global pandemic, that was a contract that was viewed in through most of the NHL landscape as a big commitment, but probably not a contract a lot of other teams would have made. So 
let, let's rewind a little bit back to the summer of 2019. What were your feelings at the time of the signing of Sergei Bobrovsky? Well, when, when the Panthers signed him, my issue was not, um, my issue was not ever about his performance. That was never a, a concern for me at the time of his contract signing. Um, I believe when he was signed, I, I may have written an article about it back then, uh, just kind of assuring Panthers fans, you know, this is a guy who's going to come in. Uh, goaltending will not be an issue as long as he's here. And um, even if you're paying a, a really high price for it, you now have bought yourself insurance and security and net. And uh, so at the time, performance wasn't my concern. My concern was the length of the contract for a guy who was already 30 years old. Um, my concern was the fact that $10 million cap hit is massive for a goaltender. Um, you, you rarely see that. And then the last thing that I, that was slightly concerning for me was they, the Panthers had just drafted Spencer Knight just days earlier. So it, it seemed like, okay, this may be, uh, this might create an awkward situation four or five years down the line where you've got an aging veteran on a huge contract and a guy in Spencer Knight that who is probably ready to go. What I didn't anticipate was Bob having, um, the kind of start to his Panthers tenure that he's had. And I also didn't anticipate Spencer Knight being so far ahead of the curve in his development. So that awkward situation I was worried about four or five years into the deal, it's already here. And um, yeah, th that was just kind of my thought process when he was signed. And it seems like it, it has sped up the, the process with, with Knight and with Bob, uh, maybe a little bit of an early decline for Bob and a early um, ascension for Knight. And if, if I were to go back to that time in July of 2019, I would have thought that the possible conflict would happen maybe after year four of that contract, not year two. So the fact that you have five years still locked up with Sergey Bobrovsky like, and like what you said, Spencer Knight emerging and he didn't get his first loss until game six of the first round i mean six total games is not a big sample size let's not let's pump the brakes a little bit but sergey borovsky's decline like you said and spencer knight's emergence this is something that we didn't at least i wouldn't have anticipated until the 2023 offseason maybe like halfway through the contract or a little more than halfway but I thought, and I'm sure you did as well, that we were possibly going to see Spencer Knight even start off in AHL Charlotte. And I remember the reactions from us at Panther Parkway. The moment that Spencer Knight was even added to the taxi squad, we're like, whoa, is he really going to see action? And then, whoa, he's added to the active roster whoa, he's going to start. Whoa, he's in relief for Sergei Bobrovsky in Nashville and comes up with a win. And then another whoa is he's starting game five, gets a win, and then game six. So a lot of surprises just right off the bat, thinking that this guy was just going to, thinking that he, thinking that he was going to not be here for a little bit. And he's here. He's performed, and there is, in my opinion, no way in hell that he 
doesn't start the season with the team. Yeah, um, great points there because when you talk about goalies, no matter where they're drafted, uh, a goalie's development is hard to project, and it's also not something that you typically rush. It's very rare to see a goalie um, start in the NHL without seeing any minor league time. That's almost unheard of. And with with Spencer Knight, he we we were we're hearing all this time. You know, we're not going to rush him. We're, we have. Bobrovsky, he's he's our guy. We're not going to rush Knight. We're going to give him his proper time in the minor leagues. He's going to develop. So there was actually talk that he may return to Boston College for one more year of college hockey. So it was a little bit of a surprise when he even signed his contract this year. Then, like you said, he's added to the, the taxi squad, then the active roster. And it's like you're watching Spencer Knight check all these boxes probably years ahead of when they're supposed, when they're supposed to be checked. Uh, when he was drafted, I don't think anyone expected to see him as a starting goalie for the Panthers until maybe 22, 23 years old at the earliest. And he starts his career undefeated until the elimination game in, in Tampa. And it's like, okay, this, this is a player who's now blown past so many of the, the checkpoints uh, on the way up his development. And he's done it two, three, four years ahead of, ahead of the curve it creates an interesting situation now because you have a guy who's 20 years old on an entry-level contract, which is huge because you get uh, that performance at a cheap price. And it, it creates an interesting situation because it's a guy who's way ahead of the curve now. And it, it would be, it would be a disservice to him to, to either send him to the AHL or give him spot duty as a backup. It, it just, it wouldn't be right for him when he's, already proven that that he can handle so much more than that and even though goalie wins the the specific statistic goalie wins are a little bit of an overrated stat like when he stepped in the the panthers just played better at times especially game five showed that and and it's crazy it creates this crazy situation for Sergei Bobrovsky. We, we, at least I think for sure that Chris Drieger is gone based on his Instagram story the other day saying peace out to Florida. And, but there might be a solution to possibly have a Drieger Spencer Knight combo or even get another free agent goalie out there to so that the cap doesn't with Bob's contract doesn't really affect the team long-term. So you and Josh stroke a proposal that would rid the contract of Sergei Bobrovsky and will create a better cap flexibility for the Panthers long-term in this flat cap world. You want to explain to the audience yeah, um, it's it's a little tough to follow, but um, if if you, uh, any of the listeners read the article, you can get it in in writing, and, and the numbers are all there, right there in front of you. It's a little easier to understand when reading it, but um, I I can break it down a, a little bit here. The idea is basically a, a three team trade at, at its core. It, it's a three team trade, but it gets a little interesting with the details because the Panthers would retain 50% of his salary. Uh, that would be $5 million per year. The Panthers would retain that amount. 
and then trade uh, the, the other 5 million along with Bobrovsky to a second destination. Um, for the sake of the discussion, I'll call that Ottawa. Ottawa would then retain 50% of 50%. So that boils down to 25%. That's 2.5 million. They would trade Bobrovsky and that last 2.5 million to a third team. We'll call that San Jose. And or Buffalo. Or Buffalo. That's a good one. And, and they would buy out the contract. That's important because when they buy it out, he's bought out now for all three teams in the scenario, including the Panthers. So the way it breaks down is for those five years, um, the five years remaining on his contract, the Panthers pay 2.9, 2.9, 3.4, 3.4, 3.4. That is a massive difference from paying Bobrovsky 10 million over those five seasons. It's incredible savings. Uh, it gives the Panthers much needed cap flexibility to keep this core together. Um, it, it extends the championship window. It clears the crease for Spencer Knight. It, it's, it's a big move uh, altogether. The, the issue that we talk about is um, how do you entice those two teams to take on uh, a helping role for us? And I, I personally don't feel like it's going to cost as much as some people might think because over those five years, these two teams will be paying 1.4, 1.4, 1.7, 1.7, 1.7. It's not that much money off their salary cap. You can get, you can buy that from them with draft picks. And I don't think it has to be first round picks either. So it's a good move. Um, it's never been done before. So it's, it would be, it, it would take some creativity from Zito to pull this off because no one has ever tried it. But if we're talking solutions to this contract, that's that may be our best bet. And this is this is a big, big hypothetical and le- want the listeners to know. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Panthers throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors you'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Panthers podcast through our locker room conversations. Be sure to join me throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and maybe we'll watch a game live through Locker Room and chat about it live on the app. So download the app and follow the Locked On Panthers page at LO underscore FLA Panthers on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group of your choice for the latest league updates. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers and the NHL landscape. Locker room. Change the way we talk sports. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut almond, 
coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite is? My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and five grams of sugars. Five grams of net carbs, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And then there's a few questions about about the about Sergey Bobrovsky because his contract would be would has the no move clause. So you want to explain how what what about the no, no move clause? Yeah, um, a lot of the questions that I saw on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere where the article was was posted, a lot of the questions were about Bobrovsky's no movement clause. And the interesting thing about this is it gives Bob some, some real options here. Um, if, he, if he's set on staying in Florida and, he would, and he's thinking, you know, I, I want to be a Panther. I'd rather not waive my no movement clause. I like living here. I like my teammates. That actually would not be an obstacle in this trade because this trade can be made with the agreement that he stays. And the way that's done is, since it's the third team buying him out and not the Panthers buying him out, he is still free to sign with the Panthers that same day on a lesser contract. Now he's getting paid the full amount of his original contract. He has a new contract with the Panthers for a cheaper amount for us. And it's a fresh start for him. Uh, he's not playing with the pressure of that massive contract. He, he can just worry about his game, play, play his position, not worry about having to live up to this huge price tag. And it gives the Panthers the same Bobrovsky night tandem that they've been, that it looks like they're going to roll with and you just get it at a cheaper rate. So it would be an interesting move. And then again, if Bob would rather have a fresh start elsewhere, it hasn't gone well for him in Florida. He'd rather go somewhere where he can play, um, be the full-time starter, not have to worry about the, the young superstar coming up behind him. If he just wants to get out of Florida altogether because it's been so bad for him, he has that option too. But I don't think the no movement clause is a is an obstacle here because he's free to stay. Um, even with even with the trade, he's free to re-sign with the Panthers that same day. Yeah, because you said he still gets his money, and it won't be the Panthers buying him out. And correct. And I'm looking at the cap situation for Buffalo. They have a lot of contracts being cleared, but a lot of the contracts that they are clearing are UFAs that are not even making a million dollars. Most, with the exception of Lena Solmark and Carter Hutton. And honestly, if if the Florida Panthers 
were able to trade Bobrovsky's contract and that buyout and bring in another goalie, I would not mind a player like Linus Allmark, and I'll tell you why. Despite the Buffalo Sabres being really bad this year, Linus Allmark had at one point had a winning record on this Buffalo Sabres team. So that's one thing I'll say about about him. And if if I'm one of those teams like the Sharks, Sabres, or Senators, what would be your what would be your pitch? It, my pitch to those teams, or my my ask if I am those teams. Why not both? Okay, um, my pitch to if I'm Bill Zito and I'm talking with the with these teams, these are these are teams that are not going to be contending anytime in the next say two to four years if we're being so they can take on cap exactly they can afford to take on a cap hit in the one one and a half to two million range which is all we're asking them to do they can afford to do that and in exchange they're getting they're getting draft picks it it boils down to you're basically buying a draft pick from a team and the the cost is only a million and a half dollars a year say say they take a, a quality player in the second round of this draft and he turn, he pans out, um, give him three, four years down the line. He's now on their NHL roster. This Bobrovsky money would be coming off their books right as this player that they bought is breaking into the league. It fits their window better than the cap space right now. A better asset for them is a future asset who can join the lineup when they're ready to contend versus money in the immediate short term that, is just going to go to a veteran who is going to play for a team that's not not contending. So that would be my pitch if I'm Bill Zito. Like what Steve Eiserman did with uh, with uh, David Savard's contract with the Tampa Bay. Exactly, Bay. exactly. So I'm looking at the dra- the cap situation, the asset situation for the Florida Panthers. They don't have a third this year from the Montour trade. Their 2022 second round pick that they traded for. Sam Bennett, that's for 2022. So they still have a, they're, they're not lacking assets in the future. They're not, but they're not like, they're not an embarrassment of riches with assets. Like I, I saw Montreal's set of assets with the Florida Panthers. They got, they, they still got a six round pick from Calgary in exchange for Sam Bennett for their two. So that, that could be, that could be something that you could propose to a, a San Jose or an Ottawa or, but what if they ask for something higher? Is that something I I would say the Florida Panthers would be willing to part with a four because like you said, championship window is now for the Panthers and a, a player that's coming up in, in the farm is not going to make make it on the ice anytime soon. Right. So, if I'm if I'm one of those teams that the Panthers are approaching to help out with this, I'm going to I'm saying to Bill Zito, you know, you you need our help. You don't have any other options. You're going to need us. So, this is what I want from you. I don't think they can do anything outrageous like ask for a first round pick. I don't I don't think that would be a a move that would cross Bill Zito's mind. I don't think he's willing to give up a first to make this happen because at the end of the day, we are still retaining some salary here. So I, I don't expect him to give up a first. Um, I could see a, 
I could see that second round pick for this year being dealt in one of these to one of these teams. I could also see if one of these teams would like one of our mid-level prospects. Um, think uh, Ludwig or Hutsko. Um, someone, someone, uh, even Sarah Noel, I think, would be a guy who may be on the table here. Um, if they want a mid-level prospect from us, I also don't see Zito um, being afraid to to ship that ship that player out, especially if it ends up being a forward, because we are pretty loaded at the forward position. Mm-hmm. So I, I could very well see that. But um, yeah, I, I just I personally don't feel like the price to rent this cap space will be so outrageously high that we part with the first round pick or anything like that. I think we're much more likely looking at second round picks, maybe third round picks, um, mid-level prospects or, or some combination of the two uh, is, is what I would likely expect to see if this move is made. But the good thing about it, though, Armando, is this is not a move that Zito has to make this year if he chooses not to. We, we still have, especially if we're able to move Yandel or Strawman, we still have plenty of flexibility, at least for the immediate next season. So mm-hmm. if Zito would rather wait a year to make this trade, bring the cap down for all three teams involved, and then give up a lesser price, then he's free to do that. This is not a move that has to be made right now. It, it could be made next year. It could be made the year after that. But uh, I think that's an advantage Zito has in these discussions because if someone asks for something outrageous, he could just say, you know, I don't need to do this right now. We'll revisit this next summer. And, and he'd, be well, he'd be well positioned to do that. And, and, let's, and let's consider something for a little bit. Though we don't have to like the cap hit that Bobrovsky has, but I think about there's still some value that Sergei Bobrovsky can bring to this team as being a veteran leader for a guy like Spencer Knight, even if it's a 50-50 timeshare or it becomes 60-40 in favor of Spencer Knight, the value and the veteran presence can be can be there for Sergei Bobrovsky. And also, like you said, waiting a year, it doesn't have to be this year. If you were to do it next year, you would also ex- um, decrease the buyout years by an additional two years. So Exactly. With with buyouts, I, I explained it. I went into a little bit of detail a week ago on the podcast, but I didn't really break down the exact numbers year by year. But you could, and and if you agree to a fifty percent there, then that's more power to the other teams as well. And let's also consider this, Jacob. The NHL just signed a huge deal, two huge deals with ESPN and Turner Sports. So once this flat cap situation is over, which I'm anticipating maybe in like the next two or three years, hopefully less, then honestly, this could be a really small dent for these teams. So will it happen? I'm not quite so sure, but it could be a small dent if, if the salary cap does rise back up based on the TV deal with the Turner and ESPN. Yeah, that's another good point. Um, as far as the not having the pressure to do this right now, there really is no pressure to do this right now because, like you said, Bobrovsky, he's not living up to his contract. No one will argue that. But he's also not so bad that you can't play him. 
he, he's still a serviceable starting goalie. Um, he's still a guy who can win you games in the regular season. I don't think he's completely dead weight in the playoffs. I think Tampa is a team that's we saw what they're doing to Carolina right now. They're, they're oh, going to score God. their goals. That, that's just a team that has an embarrassment of Richards offensively. So I don't think Bobrovsky's a lost cause as a player. I just think he's not living up to his contract. At the end of the day, if you roll a tandem of Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight for one more season, you're paying $10,900,000 off your cap for two goalies. That's just how you have to look at it. That's less than Vegas is paying for Flurry and, and Leonard. So it's, it's still not a disaster situation right now. It could be done later. But, um, yeah, uh, you mentioned the TV deal. I personally feel like it's hard to project these things, but I do feel like the ESPN and Turner Sports deals are going to um, lead to a salary cap increase in the NHL. We, we can't be sure how big that'll be because it, it depends on how popular uh, the sport gets and how much revenue is generated, and uh, it, it remains to be seen. But I do think there's going to be a salary cap increase within the next two seasons. And that plays to the Panthers' favor when you have Barkov and Huberdo getting paid soon. And like you said, this is going to be a small dent to any, all three teams involved when that salary cap goes up because it, it becomes a lot easier to fit that if you have a salary cap that's five, eight million higher than it is now. Flexibility is the name of the game, and that's how certain teams remain successful and yeah we don't have to like what Tampa Bay did with the with the cap but that's a loophole that they had but with clearing Bob's contract you definitely could sign you could even possibly and our friend Joey wrote even an article about maybe acquiring Seth Jones maybe and being able to afford a payment for him Maybe because he's going to demand a lot of money if the Florida Panthers are to trade for him. So maybe right. that could even create a big trade to really staple something on the defense. Yeah, uh, I could absolutely see that. And this is uh, another question that we got about the Bobrovsky situation is if we're able to move him, does it open up a, a way to keep Drieger? Well, I think we'd all love to see a Drieger-Knight tandem. I don't see it happening for two reasons. One, um, Drieger is going to also require a new contract. He's a UFA. And I think the Panthers would rather, if they're moving Bobrovsky, I don't think they want to bring in too much more money at the goaltender position because it kind of uh, cancels out the fact that you have Spencer Knight on such a cheap deal right now. Mm -hmm. So I think Drieger probably goes, but at the same time, um, if Drieger's taken by Seattle, for example, we get to keep Forsling. We get to keep Gudis. We, we don't lose one of those defensemen um, to Seattle in expansion. So if, if defense is a position we're going to address, then I think, I, I think um, Drieger is pretty much out of the question. And if you are able to move Bob under this scenario, then you could really spend big to upgrade the defense. And Seth Jones is the name uh, we'd all be looking at. Uh, I would say him and Matthias Ekholm are the two guys that you would really focus on if we're able to free up that, that salary cap space. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. 
Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, and if you're doing it alone, team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront can make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 bands for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5,000 managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. But hey, even. Even if you don't trade Bobrovsky and you're able to trade Yandel, that would be a start. So, yeah, Yandel as well as Strawman. That's the two of them combined. If I'm not mistaken, their combined cap hit is near 11 million. Uh, Maybe, maybe even near 12 million, if I'm not mistaken. So, that's a lot, a lot of salary cap space on the blue line that you're trying to move this summer. I would say that those two are even bigger priorities than Bobrovsky at this this point in time at this point in time yep you said it right and their 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 contracts combined are i'm doing math in my head 11.85 million for two 34 year olds on the blue line so yeah that and i something that i've been thinking about something that's been on my mind so much in the last week was how and i talked about this a little bit on the podcast last week is how another 10 million dollar goalie is playing so well and carrie price for the montreal canadiens i watched the first two games of habs jets i didn't watch i didn't watch today's game but i saw 5-1 and i'm thinking wow did is carrie price really gonna carry this team 
all the way to the semifinal. My goodness. And people were questioning Carey Price coming into the playoffs. And it's it's just incredible what he's been doing. What what are you, what are your thoughts on Carey Price if you've watched any of him? Yeah, um, he's probably been the best goalie in the postseason so far. Um, I, I would say he's been even better than Vasilevsky because he's taken a, a team that's probably not as talented as Toronto, probably not as talented as, as even Winnipeg. And mm. he, he has slammed the door on two very, very good teams so far. Um, I know Winnipeg is without Shifley right now, but that's still a team that can score. And, you know, it, it does offer a little bit of, of something to look at compared to Bobrovsky because Carey Price is a guy who was paid massively as a goalie and in the early, early part of that contract did not live up to it. And people were talking about, you know, is he ever going to play at this high level again? Injuries started to become a concern and it was just a, a constant is Carey Price. Is this going to be one of the worst contracts in the league? And Right now, he's he's carrying his team what looks like is going to be to a conference final. So goal, goalies are tough to are tough to project whether they're paid highly or not. And Carey Price is a guy who's he's played out of his mind. And I just I wonder if Bobrovsky is going to hit a uh, second wind in his career the way that Carey Price has. That would be that would be really nice if that were to happen uh, for the Panthers, whether it's on a ten million dollar deal or if he's bought out and signs for for cheaper. Yeah, and I think about it like, because we the the Panthers going into next season are expected now that with the announcement of the cross travel between Canada and the U.S. for this Stanley Cup semifinal. I don't know if you saw that notification today, but the Canadian government and the NHL just approved cross border travel for right. The, so it looks like it's going to be winner of Jets halves versus the winner of the West. So there we're going to see possibly Vegas or Colorado go to Montreal at this point with it being a three, nothing lead. So that means Jacob, we're going to have the Atlantic division back. We're going to see Boston, Toronto, Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, and I'm missing one more. Tampa, I believe. Yeah, yep. Tampa, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa. So think think about those. Think about those three teams. Think about a few teams. I think about it. Three teams that are rebuilding in Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo. You got your mediocre team in Montreal and a question mark with the Maple Leafs of contender or pretender. And I think of like an aging Boston team that still has a bit of a championship window. The Florida Panthers in the Atlantic division are still expected to at least finish in the top three. So if, if the Bobrovsky facing off against everyone, uh, in the NHL, including the Atlantic division. And if they're able to finish inside the top three and perform well, then this conversation, which we're hoping it becomes nonsense. We're hoping that this conversation becomes nonsense and that he eventually has the play of Carey Price. Yeah. Uh, you said it, the, 
the Panthers, it doesn't get it doesn't get much easier for the Panthers going forward. The Atlantic Division is still going to be one of the toughest divisions in the league. And the thing about the Atlantic Division is it's so skill based. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much every team you mentioned in the Atlantic Division, everybody can score. Even when you look at Detroit, Ottawa, um, even at times Buffalo, especially if they have Jack Eichel uh, next season, that remains to be seen. But if he's still on the roster. He's a guy who can steal games. He's a Absolutely. superstar. So it's a division that is going is going to score the puck, and goaltending is very important. If you look at the best teams in the division, Boston, they've had Tuka Rask. Um, Tampa's had Vasilevsky. Uh, Toronto, they had Freddie Anderson before he started to decline uh, this season. It, it's, it's a division where you need goalie play to, mm-hmm. to survive. So the... The Panthers are good. This offseason is huge. Um, regardless of, of what happens with Bobrovsky, the defense has to get better. Yes. Um, that, that was exposed a little bit in the playoffs. The defense has to get better. Special teams has to improve. I think getting Ekblad back helps a lot in that regard on both ends, power play mm-hmm. and penalty kill. But this offseason is huge because the Panthers are no longer a, a hidden team. This is a team that people are expecting to contend. And when you go into a season as a with a lot of eyes on you as a contender, instead of going in as an underdog where no one really sees you coming, it's a whole different approach. And we've seen the Panthers kind of falter when, when they're expected to be good. Uh, It seems their best seasons usually happen when no one expects anything from them. So it's another test for Zito, especially with this off season. Has the culture really shifted? Is this a team that can make the jump from, surprising underdog to sustain success like Tampa and Boston and those teams who seem to make make their way to the playoffs and contend every year are the Panthers going to make that jump where they're expected to get in and they get in and they make a run so it's going to be a good test I'm excited to see how they play in the Atlantic Division again Um, Toronto's a team that that is going to be fun to watch against the Panthers I want to see how we measure up because they were a great regular season team this year Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal has made a surprising run. I want to see how we look against them. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Tampa and Boston have been the, the two giants in the division for a long time. And both mm-hmm. teams are going to lose some pieces this summer uh, for cap reasons, age reasons. But uh, we're going to see we're going to see how the Panthers measure up and if they can become one of those one of those um, giant giant uh, Goliath teams in the in the Atlantic division. And I'm, and I'm excited to see because now the Florida Panthers, like you said, everyone knows that they're expected to be great. People, people are going to see that first round exit and people are in regular NHL circles. And as far as I've, as far as like national media goes, I've heard so much praise for the Florida Panthers this season. And a lot yeah. of people have a lot of respect for this team from the outside. And I've, and I've, I've, I've seen a lot of good things and it's great to see. It's great to see as a fan, as a podcaster, that the national media is starting to notice. And that means it's going to get to other players as well, even, and other teams, even the ones that didn't face Florida this season, people, people, I mean, players still look around scores throughout the NHL, even outside of their division, how their colleagues and, friends are doing so the Panthers are the Panthers are not a team for sure to sleep on next season that's pretty much my point in all of that so 
I want to thank you, Jacob, for coming on the Locked On Panthers podcast for, to discuss Sergey Bobrovsky's contract situation. And ho- hopefully, I- I'm really hoping that a year from now, that when we're talking about this, that this is irrelevant. I'm that's that's my hope. But as far as the contract that we have on our hands, it- it's tough to swallow right now, which is. With the performance, and we could hope that Bobrovsky can somehow turn back the clock, but honestly, not something that a lot of us anticipate. So for the listeners of the podcast, tell the people where they can find you and your work. Yeah, um, I want to thank you, too. Uh, You made a great point there to kind of close it out. It's it's really it's not a disaster situation yet, um, but my article was just kind of hoping to illustrate at least to Panthers fans that if it does become a crisis, a disaster situation, then there is a way forward. Uh, it doesn't have to kill the franchise. There's a way out of it. So yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that to light, I guess. Um, and yeah, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter um, at Jacob Winans eight and find all my work with Panther Parkway at pantherparkway.com and also the Panther Parkway podcast. So yeah, that's where you can find where you can find me and this article and many more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jacob, for joining. Thank you for having me. And thank you once again to Jacob Winans of pantherparkway.com for coming on to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to discuss Sergey Bobrovsky and his contract situation. And like I like we talked about, it's not the end of the world if the Florida Panthers go into next season with Bob on that $10 million deal contract. But something that Florida Panther fans are anticipating is that Sergey Bobrovsky is not going to finish out that contract. So it's a good conversation to have. It's a good thing to think about. Is it likely going to happen where there'll be a three-team trade for a buyout? Mm, I don't know. I'm very, I, I have my doubts. But it's not impossible for it to happen. And this is just a situation where the Florida Panthers can get some possible relief from a big contract and a big mistake from a previous regime. And Bill Zito trying to clean up the mess that was made prior to him arriving. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast comes into your podcast feed. Make sure to also listen to Lockdown NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode, make sure you tell your smart device to li- play the Lockdown Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.